Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, and welcome to March Madness, sports fans, and welcome to Minus Three, presented by Omaha. I hope you're well wherever you are. I know you're well wherever you are because the greatest weekend or four-day stretch, let's put it that way, in sports is upon us now. If you're hearing me in your ears, it's very likely your eyes are looking at some basketball right now. I want to say very quickly on a personal note, happy 86th birthday to my old man. He's still hanging around, and as his reward, he has wall-to-wall basketball for the next four days. I'm pleased for him. I know there's nothing he'd rather be doing than watching that. Quick bit of counsel, don't watch the Penguins tonight, old man, or in MSG on Saturday either. They're probably just going to steer you into some sad emotions. I don't want that for you. And congratulations to everybody else who is a sports fan. Like I say, this is one of the banner events, the first weekend of March Madness. And uh, give yourself a gift. Jazz it up even further. Head over to the Kimmel Comedy Club in Vegas. There you will find Cousin Sal and Harry upgrade your uh, your watch pals there with uh, with those two. You can go and catch them at the Kimmel Comedy Club. And Cousin Sal, what a generous soul. He's handing out um, he's handing out tickets that he has already paid for. You just have to show up and he's going to give them out there. So uh, so good times there um, on Thursday and Friday. Um, race to 10, all the rest of it. Um, and now. We're going to talk some basketball here, but, you know, we tend to range around here with our next guest. He is a Shecky Award winner, our favorite football, non-football playing guest here, but we love to talk about football. We love to talk about all of it, including the most important sport of all, the game of life. You know him. He is the Pick 6 podcast host. He's our pal. It's Will Brinson. What's the poop, fella? What's up, Sheck? How are we doing, buddy? Um, you know, uh, it's uh, it's good. It's good. I, I, I find that these... Like it's you know we're we're football fans or what we're we're we're, yeah, we're fans true. of the game of life as you know we're fans of football fans of hockey fans of all sports. Um, it is pretty tough to beat noon on Thursday through like what like midnight on Friday night where it's just like the only there's that only stretch where and depending on how you celebrate March Madness whether you're out and about having a cocktail or two. There's like this hour and a half window around like five, five to six thirty or like six to seven thirty where you're like, like you're, you're like slapping your veins, like where, where's my basketball? Like, like it's wall to wall. And don't, don't make me a that. curmudgeon. Don't make me a curmudgeon right out of the gate. But you're right. Why can't we solve that one, uh, NCAA? I want. I, I don't want there to be a minute that goes by without a right. basketball game being played. Why do we fall into those weird things like? Wait, then no games for the next hour and a half? What in hell? How, how did so, we line this up better? I, I think I know why. And it's kind of a, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but it's kind of stupid. So you have to have that because they sell, because I was at the ACC tournament in Greensboro. And I mean, yeah, just a fun time. Uh, only two more left in Greensboro. Uh, me and my buddy Car to get up there and, and, and see some of these games. But fun. yeah, so they have the they have the sessions, right? Where you sell the first set, tickets for the first session, tickets for the second session. And so in order to get those like they have to clear out the arena and then, you know, and, and do the ticketing stuff. And I, you know, if you look at like the games, the West coast game, the first West coast game starts at 10 AM 
um, our time, East Coast time. And then the last one starts at 10 p.m. Or, or like, it starts at 10 a.m. their time. Sorry, like noon our time or one, one, 1 p.m. our time, whatever it is. But like, they need to just start those West Coast games later and like have them finish at 2 a.m. No one's going to complain if you're running basketball until 2 a.m. Are my parents going to stay up and watch it? No. Am I going to stay up and watch it? I mean, probably, maybe. I could fall asleep. Who knows? But I mean, like, more basketball and not a second during the entire day where there's no basketball on. Like, what? I mean, it's, is it, I mean, it's, we don't need a marathon, a marathon. Like yeah. I, I used to always say like, let's do before the season, let's do 24 hours of football. Then Will Brinson and his pal started doing 24 hours of, is it fantasy football specifically? You do the marathon show. You've been involved in that, right? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, that's Matthew Barry. And then that do the 24 hour one. Oh, I mean, it's Matthew Barry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Matthew, Barry, are- Matthew Barry's actually, he's actually my first boss on the internet before he was even at ESPN. Um, but yeah, right? they did that. Yeah, we do uh, at CBS. We do a telethon. Uh, one year, I wore a white dinner jacket and had a. That's Bob right. That's mic. right. The telethon. I'm sorry, Get overlapping. I saw uh, Matthew Barry. Go ahead. Yeah, one year. Well, as you say, one year, uh, Eric Hung, the professional wrestler, they were like, somebody comes up to me, they're like, hey, Brinson, um, we've decided that we want to throw you through a table. I was like, no. They're like, no, Eric's going to do it, and oh no, and I was like, okay. He goes, now here's the deal. He's like, either I can make it look realistic and it will hurt you for several days or I can do a bad job with it and it could break your back. I was like, that that doesn't sound great. He's like, okay, so mm. we're just going to do a, a chokehold instead. I was like, <laughs> or uh, basically he like, he gripped my neck with his two hands and picked me up in the air and like shook me around. It's just fascinating because like, I actually got to do the wrestling move where like I'm holding onto his hands and like it's basically like a pull up. <laughs> my neck was still sore for like three days. It's so funny. Problem. I don't know why people submit themselves to the more dangerous one. Like Richard Belzer, who just passed away, he got the sleeper hold put on him and went to sleep right on uh, on live TV yeah. once and like bonked his head on the floor and sued and all of that. And once watching football, another one of the other banner events is is gathering around on Sundays and watching football with your pals. Once at uh, at Kimmel's house. Um, R- Rowdy Roddy Piper was over, and somebody yeah. somebody said like, "Oh yeah, you could put the sleeper hold on me." And so Piper put the guy to sleep. What the hell? Who would allow that? I would never. I would. I, I'd be afraid I'd wet myself or something when I was passed out. I would never do that in front of and, my. And, and 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 couldn't like couldn't I mean like shame on shame on the Piper for like not doing a better job of like don't actually put him to sleep. Like you put him in a little nap. Oh, like, no. Know, oh no, 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 no. If you if you submit, then it's on the it's on the victim. He he allowed that's it. To fair, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and Matthew Barry, um, I ran into him at the Super Bowl as well as Will Brinson. And um, I mentioned to him a long-standing debt that he owed to to my pal David Feeney, $20 to be specific. <laughs> 20 years after the fact that Matthew really? Barry said he needed $20 for this couch. Um, that he said, I'm going to pass down to David Feeney. David Feeney called him out in a public forum. I said, like, you ever get that $20? You ever pay Feeney that? And he said, no. And he gave me the $20 bill and he said, please give this to him. So That's that, amazing. That's that, amazing. That's a man of justice. He pays his debts. Yeah. It might take a, a, a minute, but he... A very always pays his, a very pays his debts 20 years later. $20 uh, for a couch, man. Inflation. Let's uh yeah, they, it's exactly right. See, look, look, look at me wasting time as we await here. As we record here on the West Coast, it's 8:30 in the AM. 
Um, so what, 45 minutes from the start of this tournament. I'm just filling time. I'm just wasting time until we can tip off here. I want to focus in, though, for you, the listener, and give you something that you want to hear instead of our anecdotes about the other media members. Um, let's start here. And then I have some questions for you about the tournament. But let's start with um, what is the big bully of sports pro football, consuming college foot basketball. This is the big week for college basketball. And yet Aaron Rodgers and otherwise have seen to it that we keep our eye on the NFL at all times here. Broad strokes here. Give me one, give me four, as many as come to mind, your favorite move or move so far in NFL free agency. Ooh, interesting. Um, Could be, could be additions, could be subtractions. Um, I'm going to give you a general theme first before I do that. That would be like number one, if that's okay. I think I, I was, I've just been really stunned by how this free agency class is like, I don't think it's like an exceptional free agent, free agent class. I mean, I think it's good, but it's mostly consisted of like defensive tackles and all fall linebackers, which is a really, you know, like these defensive tackles, it's pretty fascinating that these guys, you know, we saw, and I would say one of my favorite moves, I think uh, uh, I always, I always screw up and call him, it's Javon Hargrave. But I'm always like, I feel like I'm always about to be like Vernon Hargrave. Um, hmm. There's too many Hargraves. But uh, the 49ers getting Javon Hargrave, you know, people are like, oh, they don't need that. Why would you need more defensive linemen in, in San Francisco? It's like, it's called you lean into your strength. Like, that's what they've been really good at. You saw when they had Armstead, uh, hmm. Eric Armstead, and, and of course, Nick Bosa, and then DeForest Buckner. Buckner, they trade to, um, you know, to, to Colts because they, they didn't feel like they could get everybody under contract. You go out and get Hargrave, like, that is going to be a disgusting defensive line. If Trey Lance is, is healthy or, I mean, who knows what Sam, I think Sam Darnold's kind of like a sneaky, I know, I mean, nobody's buying into Sam Darnold hype train, but a one-year thing. And and like if anybody's going to fix him, it's Kyle Shanahan. So I, I don't really like what they've done in free agency. Um, yeah, I thought that the bringing back, and now they brought back Darius Slay too. So getting James Bradbury and then Darius Slay uh, for the Eagles, I thought was a really, you know, they they lost, they lost our game, of course. You see them lose these defensive players, but you also keep those cornerbacks, which allows you sort of on the outside to, to maintain what, you know, what you've done defensively and Howie Roseman, we know is exceptional about finding talent on the defensive line. People think at 13, uh, I think it's 13, right? Or maybe it's, is it 10 or 13? Maybe it 10. People think 10, it's a 10. Yeah. People are like when Bradbury and Slay were, looked like they might be gone. People are like, Oh, he's going to draft a cornerback. Do you know the last quarterback the Eagles used a first round pick on? Couldn't last defensive you. back. Couldn't tell you. Uh, it is Lito Shepard from 2002. No way. Yes. Really? So you, they're funny. Yeah. There are those funny things like that that exist. The Steelers haven't taken an offensive lineman or, or haven't taken a, a, a left tackle or any offensive lineman since Fanica, I think, way back when. Uh, right. But yeah, there, there's funny little. But, um, I mean, the, but I mean, like, I mean, 2002, I don't know if, I mean, obviously, um, Andy was in charge then, but it's like, but how he was there, do you think he's drafting something? He's just going to draft a cornerback at 10? No. So they bring back Slay. They add, you know, they, they sign Bradbury. So they those two guys back. And you have Jordan Davis, who you, you drafted a few, you know, two years ago. Or was it last? It was last year they drafted Jordan Davis. That was Jeez. last year, which is why they can kind of afford to let Hargrave go, I suppose. Exactly. And so Davis, I think they knew that Davis coming into this year or going into last year, because he was rotational at Georgia. I think they believe he could be a three down player. Right, but at the same time, they didn't want to force him to be a three-down player as a rookie coming out of this Georgia system where he was rotational because the dude's huge. I mean, it's you know you're asking a lot of him. They bring Fletcher Cox is coming back. I thought I think that the Eagles 
maybe struggled a little bit early on. Like it looked like you said, oh man, this defense is getting gashed. Kelsey's coming back. I think that the Eagles kind of bringing the band back together after letting everybody sort of explore stuff out there. Uh, it certainly bodes well for the future, especially with, you know, we think Rodgers is going to the Jets, right? And if he's going to the Jets, like who are the top five quarterbacks? Not to, not to derail it, but who are the top five quarterbacks in the well, NFC? Well, I, I want to get into that, but first where the Eagles are concerned. I think people very quickly react to like a halfway haircut or a, a haircut that's yeah. about a third of the way through and have already decreed um, 17 minutes into free agency. Well, the Eagles shot their window is closed because all their defenses is, is now gone. Um, stinking thinking. I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, I do wonder the Jalen Carter apparent drop that is in the midst of happening because of the weight gain and the, and the stuff that pre- preceded it, the car racing stuff and all that, uh, ugliness. Somebody at work, we we are collectively going to be wringing our hands at the contender that lands him. And it may be the Eagles. And yep. you look at what Andy Wydell liked to do when he was there with, with Howie and everybody else, they love loading up at the line of scrimmage. I would not be surprised at 10 if they you talk about feeding a position of strength, if they go Jalen Carter and then we say, why didn't, why, why didn't everybody else see this coming there where the Niners are concerned? I think, here, I don't know if this is a is this a metaphor or a simile, whichever it is. Kyle Shanahan is maybe the drawn butter of pro football, which is to say, I, I often I often take lobster to task. You know, it's getting all this shine because it's so delicious. But of course, if you dip any other food stuff in the drawn butter, right. it also is going to taste good. Have you, ever, I, have you ever dipped well? Have you ever dipped well done steak in a drawn butter? It tastes oh, delicious. Oh, it's heaven! Yes, and I it's hate heaven. well done steak. Yeah. I it, mean, it, you could you could dip you could dip like a, a like a thicker like dip tofu into drawn butter. You know what? It's going to taste like delicious drawn butter. I think I think we're on the same wavelength here because here's what I'm getting at with Kyle Shanahan in that San Francisco 49er situation that they have there. I don't know if Sam Darnold equals tofu, but I think you could dip just about anything into Kyle Shanahan's offense there and it would work out and taste delicious. Fair. Brock Purdy is not a savior who you could just uh, the 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 team's lamenting like Brock Purdy was there the whole time. He's Tom Brady 2.0 and we could have had him. And then I, no, no, it's whoever you put into that offense is going to be halfway decent. So what, what is Brock Purdy's record? If he starts seven games for the Carolina Panthers last year, because it's probably one in six. Well, in broad strokes too, I always point that out. Like the, the, the nuance of QB in, with you know the three greatest quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era are Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Patrick Mahomes. Nobody saw Brady coming. Joe Montana was a third round pick, and Patrick Mahomes went behind Mitchell Trubisky. So the the idea that every situation just just swap that quarterback from that situation into the mm-hmm. other and same same results is specious logic. But where the Niners are concerned, do you think? Going forward here, draft and otherwise, Lamar Jackson is a prominent name that's out there. If you're the Niners, and what do you think Lynch and Shanny are going to do here in this situation? Like, do you just go with tofu and dip it into the drawn butter? Or do you go for the filet mignon, for the lobster named Lamar Jackson? Or the crab cake to be regionally 
accurate Ooh. for Lamar, right? See? Yeah. You take the crab cake out of Charm City, dip it in the drawn butter in San Francisco. Now you got a San Francisco treat. You do. And I, I'm a big crab cake fan myself, Shaq. I don't know that. Um, I love, like, I love going to, I don't know if you guys have fresh markets. Uh, we have a fresh market, like a, it's just like a, it's like a niche higher end grocery store, but they have these great, just like, I'll go in there and just get crab cakes and just roll crab cakes like, for a week straight. Down in the um, Carolinas, I imagine you, you get, I, correct me if I'm wrong, spaghetti. In, in California, we don't do as well with crab no. And lo- I forget what our things where we fail. Crab and lobster you guys stuff. don't really have. Yeah, we don't do that as well. Yeah, we do like, well, whatever. Well, oh, you know what? You're also a master's enthusiast. And let's bounce around here. What would be your meal? We now know Scotty Scheffler is going to be serving sliders and firecracker but, shrimp and tortilla you, soup. Eh. Did you see Did you see that the, the sliders are Scotty style? I want to know what Scotty style is. Scotty style? What does that mean? Yeah, so it's like it's basically like Scotty Scheffler style. And nobody knows, like it just says, it says cheeseburger sliders, Scotty style. He's from Texas. He's a Dallas guy. So, I mean, I don't, I doubt it's like chili, onion, slaw, and mustard, right? I mean, like I want to know what Scotty style is. It's clearly something that he takes great pride in. Like he makes these sliders and he's like, hey, who wants to come over some Scotty style sliders? So, I, I mean, I have Scotty to think that style. there's. Unless he's working the grill, I'm unimpressed. What would be Willie style? What would be served if you were the one in the Kelly green jacket welcoming everybody back to the 2023 Masters tournament? Oh, my God. Can you imagine it would be the most amazing feeling in the world? I I mean, I'm probably going – so I would go – like, I'm a big big fish guy. Like, I I, I would go some kind of ahi tuna, Pittsburgh rare perhaps, Um, you know, seared with, like, some nice, uh, nice sesame seeds on there. And um and something French sort fries. of <laughs> for top of, yeah for anti style um and I would probably add like a ribeye because you because they they say like you need to if you go beef you have to offer a fish selection um hmm. so I think I would do that and then I mean I would consider I love that you, you know, know the rules <laughs> yeah I mean well I was talking with um we had this uh I got a buddy who's um do I find this he was like because somebody was like. He he is. I mean, he is. He's been going down there a lot. I'm trying to see if I can. His text thread's been getting a little out of control. The last and it's gone. Um. Anyway, uh, Richard McElroy, my buddy, is. Uh, he was like, yeah, no. He's like, they. Um. You have to. That's why Scotty has the black and red fish on there as well. Hmm. Because you have to. If you offer, if you go to like prime rib, you also have to offer somebody a pescatarian or like you know some kind of non-red meat selection, and uh, and that's what it is. So I. Uh, so I mean. Appetizer. I don't know what I would do appetizer wise. I might do like crab cake sliders. It's fun. That'll, okay, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, by the way, pro tip for you. Um, Robert Duvall's mother makes has a great recipe for crab cakes, and Dave Damashek has executed it on a few occasions, and they're delicious. I haven't how done it you, in many moons. It's uh, they're not terribly difficult to do. That's why how I was able to do it. Gotcha. That's right delicious. out. So that was a, that was a, I, you know, what about like a big buffet? Wait, All you can eat buffet. All you can eat buffet. All you can eat buffet with the puddings, with the pudding and everything. That's, that's the, you can't beat that. The hard boiled eggs sliced. I'll have the yellows taken out for everybody. So you don't have to worry about it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a nice thing. So 49ers, do you think there's any chance here? The, here are the two 
really fun ones about Lamar Jackson. Of course, we have to talk about him now that the weirdo Aaron Rodgers seems destined for for the Jets, although the added intrigue that the Packers can really um, (laughs) keep on raising the ransom on the Jets makes me feel sad for Joe Douglas, what he's gotten himself into. Do you think before we get into the Lamar Jackson, let me squeeze in a quick break here. Hey, hey, Caesar Sportsbook. It's not just an app. It's a whole empire. Iconic casinos, hotels, world-class restaurants. It's all yours with Caesar's rewards because every bet you place, win or lose, earns reward credits, which you can redeem for hotel stays at over 50 destinations, meals, tickets, merch, bonuses, and more. So get started now. A-S-A-M-P, create an account with promo code OMAHAFULL. Omaha, the word, and the word full. You know what I'm talking about. 21 and over, 19 and over in Ontario, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states. Where prohibited, know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP through Horseshoe Bossier, City and Harris, New Orleans, Massachusetts. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Do you think that if Joe Douglas could go back two weeks, he instead goes after Derek Carr just so he doesn't have to deal with this mess? I still think he goes Aaron Rodgers. And I know that um, you as an in a, you know, in, in NFL network alum, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speak ill of your, your boy, your boy's uh, little brother there, but um, yeah, yeah. Look, I would um I would say that I think you look at Derek Carr's record in cold games, cold weather games, you look at his history in cold weather games and it, it stands out. You know, and you're gonna have to like play with the Saints, you're in the Superdome, you're gonna play the Falcons, you're gonna play the furthest north you're gonna go in your division is Charlotte. 
where, I mean, come on, like, you know, Charlotte gets cold, but not that cold. The furthest south you go, in your, I mean, you get one game below the Mason-Dixon line if you play for the Jets, and that's in Miami once a year. Otherwise, you are at home. I, I just think he was a bad fit for the Jets. I, do, I think he was I do. a bad culture fit, too. I know that, I, you know, I think way too much is made in the 21st century in the digital age about, like, the pressure of being the Dallas Cowboys or the pressure of playing in New York City. But the Philly NYC thing is real. They're nasty, yes. snarky. The fans are. The local media makes a name by hanging it on the quarterback and, and um, disparaging that guy much more, really. I've lived all over football America, and it really is ugly, um, uglier at least. They scare people out of those two towns. They, they, they run them out like, hey, not everybody's made for New York City. I, I Derek, who blocks everybody with blocks, a crossword, I, 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 I just don't think I'm that's blocked, a great fit. I'm blocked by the whole family. I don't care. I kind of wear it as like a badge of pride, but um, like, like they would be blocking people left and right um, I think the Saints is a much, much better culture fit. Much, well, much I mean, until fit. until we see until we see who fills those uh, those QB slots for the Panthers and Falcons, you would have to say the Saints are at this the point, favorite. if they roll with a I don't think just a favorite. I think a prohibitive favorite right now. As good uh, as good a bet to win its division as anybody right now, unless we hear Lamar Jackson is gonna go to Atlanta. But as far as that goes, the Lamar Jackson intrigue, it's not the same as um, like, would you rather have um, Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the three best of the millennium, Derek Carr's a tick down, but you can at least blur your eyes. Lamar Jackson is completely a different kind yeah. of quarterback to drop in there. But if you're the Niners or the Indianapolis Colts, do you take a run at him as a team that feels, I know what the Colts did last year. And so it's hard to call them a contender, but still they, you know, you feel like the foundation is sound and in indie. or if you're Atlanta or Carolina, would, should one of those teams be taking a run at Lamar Jackson? Have a, so have, I, have your, have your bite at the apple there. So I wrote about this and I, I mean, I, and like, I'm glad you don't work for NFL, like for the NFL network right now, because I would get electrocuted if I said this on here, but, um, I think I think the owners are borderline colluding to make sure. Of course sure that they, they are. Of course. Right. Of course they are. Okay, okay, fine. They are colluding to get rid of the Deshaun Watson guaranteed contract to make it an outlier. And Lamar Jackson is the perfect test case for it. You have these five or six teams who are clearly, you know, not gonna be who clearly need a quarterback. And but at the same time, it's like they're like immediately like 14 minutes after Lamar, the Ravens franchise tag Lamar Jackson, the, the Falcons are like, well, we're out on him. It's like, what the, the Sheck and I can't podcast in 14 minutes. And you're telling me in 14 minutes, you can decide that you just don't want Lamar Jackson. Like that's crazy as hell. That's just not going to happen. And well, so to transparent me, people are like, did, oh, what, what do you, you're, you're Dave, you're so down on conspiracy theories. What do you think? How did they all collude? Like, it's been a year in the making. I told you a year ago, anybody who listened to me, I told you this was going to be a mess that 31 ownership groups were going to take the Haslam's to task for that lousy contract. And you did write, I say, dig it up. I tweeted it out a week ago. I did call it the, the best piece and you did a day of, which was impressive. I don't know if you had that you. loaded up and ready to roll or if you scratched no. that out in about an hour, but either way, good job by you. The Thanks, one Jack. element to sprinkle a little of whatever conspiracy um, kind of stuff in there is I think 
the reason that it is a little bit easier to sell this globally that we're not take we're we're not going to repeat the mistake that the Haslam's made with Deshaun Watson is because it's Deshaun Watson. You know, I'm not comparing, but like if you look at significant events in sports history, Jackie Robinson, a big factor with him was how likable he was. And all you know, Kurt Flood changed free agency, not just for baseball, but for sports. And he was a problematic guy on some level, I suppose, if you go into the history there. But Deshaun Watson is very easy to be like, we don't want to repeat that. And everybody gets it like, you yeah. know, fan level gets completely like you want us to do the the Deshaun Watson stuff. Everybody, when they hear that name now knows stinker, we don't want anything like that. So I think it it, it aids the owner sell of like, you want us like that? We don't want to be in the mess like the Browns well, are in now. And, and the other thing, too, is um, like with Lamar, you have this quarterback who. Why, like we both, like I mean, clearly, we both agree that he's an incredible quarterback. He's a former MVP. He's a he's an he's a unicorn athletically. Like we may never see somebody like, like Lamar Jackson ever again, at least in our lifetimes, or maybe ever. But he's also perceived for various reasons in different lights by different. Like I wrote that article, and I'm getting like they say he's a running back. He's a running back who sometimes throws. It's like he led the league in passing touchdowns. Like. Like, okay, well, dumb people like, say yeah. dumb things. That's no surprise. No, but, that's but, that's but, why but, free but, speech saying, is great, but yes. But I'm saying, yeah, free, free speech is great, but some people don't deserve it. Right, I mean, like... Oh, no, everybody but, deserves it because they they yeah. deserve the right to say dumb stuff out loud and we can right. all hear it and then know who they are for saying it. I guess I'm saying, like, because, because of that, like, it's not Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert we're talking about where no one is going to argue about it. Lamar is so controversial and has been since the moment he, like, you know, declared for the NFL that you're going to have this subset of fans and, and, and subset of media members, even, who are going to, like, sort of agree, like, well, sure, it's crazy that seven teams don't want this guy, even though they, like, David Tepper tried to trade for Carson Wentz at one point. But he doesn't want Lamar Jackson for for less than you know what it costs to get Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford. It's like it, it, it's it's because it's Lamar. It's the perfect test case for walking back these this massive contract for Deshaun. And now all of a sudden, once you get Lamar past Lamar, you're going to have Burrow. You're going to have Herbert. Anybody else that's, that's going to get these contracts, and they're going to have agents who are going to get them done without going fully guaranteed because the agents know. You'll see all the money. They need to get their cut. And these owners are standing by this idiotic, antiquated rule where you have to put all the guaranteed money into escrow from like the 1950s when they weren't sure that these guys had enough cash. And now, you know, you have teams like, I don't know about the Ravens, but certainly the Bengals and the Chargers, the Raiders stand out. Like they're not liquid enough to just dump $250 million into escrow and let it sit there for five years. So, it's this is a, this is just to me the prime time for the owners to walk this back, and I think they're all on board with it. Everyone saw how Jimmy Haslam was treated when he when he gave out that Watson contract. Like he's, he, I mean, he's basically a, like, um, you know, he's an, like he's an albatross in, the, in those owners' meetings. And a pariah, a pariah. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, he's a pariah in these owners' meetings, and I think like David Tepper's not going to do that. Arthur Blank's not going to do that. They're going to do what they think is good for the league and not sign Lamar Jackson. And it is a tough contract to pull off. Like there are some, you can, you can find the excuses if, if, if necessary. So to me, Lamar's just going to play on two franchise tags and then be a free agent. I guess so. But the bottom line is for me, I completely, I'm not to talk out of both sides of my mouth. 
I would not want Lamar Jackson at this stage because there is some unknown there. We know what we do know is free agent wide receivers don't want to sign up for that. So it it is. Yep. But you say Arthur Blank and you say David Tepper to me. You know, you can talk about this better than I can, but I always do point to that region of football, America. It's SEC, ACC country, but let's call it SEC country. Yep. I, I, I do think, and I've talked to tons of fans down there and guys who've played in, in, in those markets, and they do say that, like, if we start 0-3, people are on the college football. Like, if we get hot, we can be a story in those markets, and it's fun, and, and the fan base will rise up. But short of there being some op- some cause for optimism after the first month, people will kind of check out on pro football. It's second to college football. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if, if you're Arthur Blank with one of the very best stadiums in the NFL, and then you look at it every Sunday and it's embarrassing how few people are in there watching anything happen. Doesn't Lamar Jackson make all the sense in the world for that? And by the way, a year-to-year league, this thing of like, you know, it's not just fans. I think media does it. I think teams do it to a slightly lesser extent, but you do see teams do it. Like, how much more evidence do you need than what the LA Rams showed you a couple of years ago? Do you like what happened there? Go all in. You'll worry about next year, next year. You'll worry about what five about years from now forever. Who, who gives a crap? I don't know what's going to be with Lamar Jackson. You can front load contracts. I don't know about math. I don't know about that kind of stuff. I'll defer to you and other people. But there's got to be a way for the Atlanta Falcons to have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback in 2023. Damn the future. And immediately vault to the top of the NFC South. I mean, for what it matters, you would be favored to win the division. And that would be good. And people would go and watch you. And guess what? Same is true with the Carolina Panthers. Go. No, I made I made an exact argument in the story I wrote. It's like, like, and I mean, somebody was like tweeting me, they're the Panthers are irrelevant. It's like, it's like yeah. The Panthers are irrelevant. The Panthers and the Falcons nationally are completely irrelevant. The Panthers' only relevance right now nationally, and the only relevance they've had in the last, I don't know, I mean, since Cam Newton was good or since since they, since they did that weird Hail Mary with Cam to bring it back late in the season and like to try to appease the fans, has been trading for the number one overall pick and giving up. They have one. It's like, they, look at this roster. You, you, you're two, your top wide receivers are like Terrace Marshall and um, – Who's your, uh, I mean, it's, it's like, they're, they're, it's not very good. I'm trying to think of the other person they have on there. Um, but what, they trade DJ Moore. They don't have, they have one pick in the next, in the first two rounds, the next two years. You could have had, let me ask you this, Dave. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson, two second round picks, and DJ Moore, or CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or Will Levis? Well, I mean, that's those are two philosophical choices. And I'll tell you what's interesting, too. Here's what's emerged as a as a conversation that people are definitive in their opinion about is like, you know, what's jive in 2023 is that a QB on a big time second contract impacts the rest of the roster. People say, like, that's a myth now that doesn't that doesn't really impact things. I still think it does because it does. It definitely does because it. What you're saying is that the math can still work out, but it does remove the human aspect of a general manager making mistakes. You're going to take less swings yeah. if you have a guy if you're paying a guy fifty million dollars versus a guy making six million dollars at the most important position. You're going to 
you know, in, in most every case is you're going to take a few more swings. You're going to try to flesh out a roster differently. So I, I, I don't think it's, maybe it's overstated, but I don't think this thing about, so you're talking about Lamar Jackson at one level versus rebooting. Like, here we go now for the next half decade. This is our guy, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever you embrace Yeah. there. And I guess there's something to be said for that. If you're the Carolina Panthers and you get one of those, you can sell, if you get Bryce Young, in Charlotte, North Carolina, I think now, there's, a, be very there's a lot excited. of uh, there's a lot of Will Levis buzz. Okay, I mean either way, yeah, there'd be I, I can see that as a sell, but I, I I don't understand from a PR standpoint. And I guess the gate just doesn't matter that much anymore. But still, it's in it's an eyesore looking at that great stadium in Atlanta and empty. But what do you think about? It? Do you think we will see the Indianapolis Colts, who could use a splash, as a matter of fact? Mm. And based on where they're positioned right now in the draft, they're going to get the f- probably the fourth, qu- which is hard to believe, but they're going to get the third or fourth best quarterback third. in this draft, yeah. right? So, yeah. well, for now, but somebody could trade in front of them still and and, and change it. Or even, even wilder, back to the drawn butter conversation. Yeah, you know, Brock Purdy tastes okay if you dip him in the drawn butter. Let's go luxurious. If you put Lamar Jackson in the Kyle Shanahan offense, then what? So I think the issue is that they don't have the picks, which means that to do that, you would need to do a sign and trade with. We'll um, give you Trey Baltimore. Lance. How about that, Ravens? Yeah. How no, about I that? Like this young guy here. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a that's a worthwhile, worthwhile conversation to have. The only issue is like, if the Ravens are willing to do that, shouldn't the Niners just be willing to ride with Trey Lance? Like. If, like, if Baltimore prefers Trey Lance on the rookie deal and a, and a first-round pick in 2025, I guess, because San Francisco – or San Francisco have their first next year. They might have their first next year, I guess. In 2022. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, their picks are hard to keep up with. The point being is if you're San Francisco, do you say, well, I just think they're so pot committed to Trey Lance with everything they gave up to get him that it's like almost impossible – to not go with Lance. And the other thing too is Purdy. Like, where do we think, like, where's Purdy on this recovery time? Because he could miss the whole year. He could miss six months. He could be I back. agree. The assumption, like, well, they still brought, oh, the, the, he had his surgery. So it's six months. Like, Did Tommy John surgery. know about this guy? The guy who, the guy who was the last round pick that th- this guy, you're now, you're like, oh, but now he's got a diminished shoulder. We're still good with him. Like what? What, what do we? It's, he had, he had, he had like, torn at UCL. Like, like, many pitchers get this procedure done and they miss a year of baseball. Now they come back throwing stronger. It's not necessarily like detrimental to his long-term career, but he's not, he's not going to be like ready for training camp. And so I think it's like, that's the thing too, is like, if you went up to Lamar, you would have a surefire thing, you know, like you point out the, the, you know, bring the drawn butter in, right. Or, or dip Lamar in the drawn butter. Whereas with Trey Lance, you are still making a projection that no one can know about even the 49ers. And if Lance gets hurt again, as he did early last year, you have because somebody was like pointing out he only runs inside. They don't like run him outside. They're like, because he can't get to the edge fast enough. It's like if Trey Lance can't get to the edge, what is he doing on planet Earth? Like, what is the point of Trey Lance? Well, you know, I mean, there's some red snapper that played down at SC named Sam Darnold, who's going to be a fascinating test case again yeah. for the drawn butter here that you will dip in there. And if he thrives, then as a pedigree snob, I bet you then that you you pl- then you also season it up a little bit with the egos of offensive coordinators and head coaches who say like 
oh, give me the high pedigree guy. We'll fix him. If this works with Kyle Shanahan, if Sam Darnold, I feel like he's the most likely guy to be starting in week one if they don't make another move. And Sam Darnold indicates to me that they're not going to go after Lamar Jackson. That's just a thought experiment to talk about. It situation is is underrated in terms of like I think what fans kind of look at. Like as I say, Patrick Mahomes is a great one. I, I have to ask you this, and 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 then I promise we'll uh, we'll uh, no, roll along here because we have uh, basketball to watch here. Um, if you the, a debate we had here at Extra Points over the last couple of weeks, it's it's ongoing. It started out with is Connor McDavid. The, the drop from him to the second best NHL player greater than in any other sport from the number one athlete to, to number two. Eddie Spaghetti, who is here, says Patrick Mahomes is, you said second best, right? But yeah, we, we agree. Spaghetti and I agree yeah. Connor McDavid is number one. Then other people said, oh no, it's Patrick Mahomes, oh, it's Otani, oh. whatever. I think that if you just, like even Patrick Mahomes, I'm not talking about Lamar Jackson or anybody, I'm talking about, if you took Patrick Mahomes and you just like, if you got in the way back machine and he got drafted by another team, I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes as we know. He got with Andy Reid. They did the thing where he sat with Alex Smith for a year and he's a, a, another worldly talent and he is going to retire as at worst, the second greatest quarterback in the Super Bowl era or perhaps then the, uh, of all time. Do you think though, that if you could just take Patrick Mahomes and magically drop him on to the 2022 Chicago Bears, he would have been enough of a difference, enough of an upgrade from Justin Fields to get that team to 10 and seven in the playoffs. So I've been talking about this. I mean, I, I've had this, I've made this argument for since the 2017 draft. And I think that let's say that Patrick Mahomes, you know, the Bears, not, we don't know everything we know because Mahomes would have gone uh, first overall. And the Bears straight up to what? Two? Who had the first pick? Who had the first pick? Who Trubisky first goes second, Garrett. right? Garrett went first overall. Yeah. So, like, let's just say we just flip Trubisky and Mahomes, and instead of going and sitting behind Alex Smith, a willing mentor with a ton of experience in Andy Reid's system, and Andy Reid, arguably the current best coach in the NFL, and certainly, arguably one of the greatest offensive mind in NFL history. I mean, up there with Bill Walsh, I mean, he's definitely top five, no question about it. Sure. You go from that to a year behind my good friend, Mike Glennon, who great, great guy, but not, you know, not, not familiar with whatever system he was. I'd like right? to see he Will Brinson with Mike Glennon's neck, what you would look like. That would be, <laughs> that'd be a some sight. If I didn't have to work tonight, I, I was going to go over to uh, to Mike's house actually and hang out. Oh, and, uh, hang out house. Uh, look well, at that Mike, humble great, brag! Great guy, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Um, I remember when he came humble. into Pittsburgh and and beat the Steelers. That was one of the low points in the Mike Tomlin era. Right, but like, all right. So he sits behind Mike, and his coach is John Fox. Like, what Patrick Mahomes does not become 2018 50 touchdown, five thousand yard Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't become Mitch Trubisky. Like, I think ultimately there is some – it's uh, nature versus nurture here, right? Like Mahomes' nature is better than Trubisky's, and he is going to – he's going to rise above it. But I think he probably becomes like a more erratic, homeless man's version of Brett Favre. He doesn't become this incredible, maybe greatest quarterback of all time who has two Super Bowls, you know, in 
in his five years and, and plays in the AFC Championship game and hosts the AFC Championship game every year that he's a starter. Here's Conversely, a, a, a quick a quick detour for this. I I, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I I'm picking up what you're laying down on this. I think. It begs the question, by the way, it's not dinging Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid to say that they have thrived with each other. You know, that that is obviously oh. Bill Walsh and, and and Joe Montana and, and Brady and Belichick. The list goes on and on. Yes, it's a long list. But which QBs then I guess they're the guys that we knew coming like John Elway, like who definitely wouldn't matter. Just give me that quarterback. He'll definitely win. Doesn't matter the football situation he's going into in, in the last 30, 40 years, who would you say is on that very short list? The number one draft pick in that list is Peyton Manning. Oh, you think so? Wow. Oh, yeah. Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning wins. I think if you look at the Colts, you go back and like, I mean, like, Bill Polian gets a lot of credit. And, but like, you start to like really go back and you're like, man. Yeah. I mean, like, that Colts team, like, they could have changed their defensive philosophy sooner. You know, it, it, the problem is, and I don't, I think Tony Dungy's it was a good, you know, it's a, is he a Hall of Fame? Is he a Hall of Fame? Is he yeah. a Hall of Fame coach? He is all. Yeah. He is. I mean, look, like, I'm not trying to knock Tony Dungy here. I just think that when it's, I mean, like, it's pretty effing hard to get fired when you got Peyton Manning as your quarterback. Like, you're winning 10 to 12 games minimum per year. Like, you're not going to get fired. And when you have a coach like Tony Dungy, who's, and then, and then obviously Jim Caldwell after him, who's a quiet, you know, defensive and then offensive for Jim Caldwell minded guy who's like, look, I'm going to handle the defense. Peyton, you're basically the offensive coordinator. You got, um, you know, we got Clyde Christensen and, and all those guys, um, you know, who, who he's working with. But it's like, you like here, do what you want. The offense is great. You have this these really good personnel pieces there. Um, I think it's, you know, so you have like Jim Irsay who loves to brag about how the shoe of Peyton Manning, when I, when I built the shoe with Peyton Manning, it's like, you didn't do crap, Jim. Like, you got lucky and drafted Peyton Manning. And then you cut him because you stumbled. Well, by the way, I talk about the QB evaluation process and everything else. There was some legit consideration, maybe not ultimately from the Colts, but there were people whose job it is to evaluate QBs who thought and said they said Ryan Leaf will be better than Peyton Manning. That shows you how hard it is to evaluate QBs. And but oh, this actually is a great segue back into the Lamar Jackson thing too, because you know you mentioned the Colts as a possibility. I am in the I'm in the I'm of the belief that with the number four overall pick this year, the Colts will not select a quarterback, that they will consider trading back down, that they will either either take the best player available, maybe it's Will Anderson if somebody trades up to the Cardinals pick, or they'll take, you know, I mean maybe they take Javon Carter. I don't know. They're gonna take the best player available and they're gonna tank their faces off in 2000 because they've done this before. They tanked in 2011. Everyone knows they tanked. And it's an Ursa driven tank. They're gonna look at Caleb Williams. And, uh, and and Drake May from USC and, and, South, and, and UNC. And they're going to say, if we tank, it is going to be, if we tank our faces off, it's going to be really hard not to get one of those guys next year. And that's it. Like, and Jim Mercy's like, you know, the show has been great about finding quarterbacks. It's like, no, you stumbled into the number one overall pick twice, um, you know, in, in just years where you have to have generational quarterbacks. And I think maybe he thinks that's like his his philosophy or something like that. I don't know. It's very, it's very Pittsburgh Penguinsy. Like we're a blessed franchise. Yeah, we got lucky with the way the cookie crumbled a couple of times through. And in fact, yeah, we yeah. helped that out. in 1984. The Pens full on tank to make sure they got Mario Lemieux. And so yeah. I will never begrudge any franchise tanking. I do think in pro football it's a bad idea because it's a year to year league and the way. Agreed. 
I always point at Sam Howell now. That's my go-to. Two years ago, like, well, Sam Howell's the guy. And now it's like, well, we got we can't go with Sam Howell in 2023. What are we going to do here? Commies, we got to upgrade that position. Like, the pedigree guy was Sam Howell as of, like I say, 18 months or so ago. That was the buzz oh, hey. two years ago. Was was like, how about wait it out, get Sam Howell. You'll be all set. How, how about the fact that now we've got a Sam Howell, Jacob Brissett quarterback battle going on, battling for the heart of the triangle, NC State, Carolina versus NC State. This is a, it's a hot buzzing topic in Raleigh right now. Yeah. All right. I want to, I, I don't want to hold you up. Okay. That makes me think, I love that there's a chance that Texas and Texas A&M could play each other. I love the idea in the March Madness. I've now jumped to. Yeah. Um, I love the idea that you could get a Houston and Texas uh, game with a final four trip on the line. I love all these matchups. Sal sent me some, some funny um, thought starters and I want to share them with you and get your thoughts on, on these real quick. Sal floats to me. See, this is fun. I'm I'm holding you up as we're minutes from, uh, from tip off. No, 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 but I got, I got all my brackets and I don't care. I'm good. good. Okay. Um, will a Tigers team reach the final four? Yes or no? That includes, I'm going to put my glasses on so I can read them. Auburn, Memphis, Missouri, Princeton, or Texas Southern? That's a no, right? I have none of those in my final four that I'm looking at. A bulldog. I do have a bulldog in the final four. Gonzaga, Mississippi State is out at the hand of the Panthers. A Panther yeah. defeats a Bulldog head-to-head. Will a Wildcat reach the Final Four? AZ, K-State, yep. Kentucky? I have a Wildcat in the Finals with Arizona there. Me too. I haven't winning it at Ooh. all, as a matter of fact. That's my pick there. Will a team with a color in their name reach a Final Four? That's Bama, Auburn, Creighton, Duke, K-State. I, I mean, I'm Kent State, sorry, Marquette, or Oral Roberts. I have a Marquette in the Final Four. Ooh, so, yes. this is fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then will a team whose nickname doesn't end in an S get to the final Ooh. four? I'm talking about NC State specifically, probably. Uh, that that is, that is oh, no. Hour. Well, we got the tide as well. Here we got the tide. The tide. Uh, who else do we have? The That's a hard one because you have to like think about it. You think you've got Minute one. Man, you UMass isn't in the tournament. Um, Tulane isn't in the tournament. The Green Wave. Anyway. It's such a hard one to think about. I like I like those you, fun. I'll, I'm gonna tell you a, a, a fun team to keep an eye out for a fun little 15 seat here. UNC Asheville. Now they're probably gonna oh, yeah? get truck stick by UCLA. Uh, my buddy, who um, they're I don't know. Anyway, one of my buddies is is, is friends with the coach there. Uh, he was this coach um, Mike Morcel, I think it is. His team was four and tw- he went four and twenty seven his first year in Asheville and won the Big South this past year. Hmm. Uh, very impressive. Uh, work by him. I was excited. I was anxious to hear who you were going to float as your other friend. Was it, was it going to be, you know, were you going to go, um, trying to think NC state <laughs> QBs? I, I guess Russ Wilson and Phil Rivers are the only ones I can, I can name, uh, Devin Leary. I mean, that's, that's the extent of my NC state Wolfpack QB. Now, now Kentucky, now Kentucky quarterback, Devin Leary. I'll be interested to see Leary this year. Cause, um, you know, they got that, uh, they got the Rams, quarterback or offensive coordinator back Liam Cohen who was at Kentucky when Will Levis had that great 2021 leaves Levis has a down year and now he's coming back and he gets to work with Devin Leary who had a you know a good you know he got hurt last year 
Um, and and so like I think Leary could you know you and I we talked you we've talked about him uh, at length just because he came in here in that game against Pittsburgh where he led Pat, the Wolfpack back. And it's like you kind of feel like if he gets a good offensive coordinator in like a, a Kentucky team that's you know chilly pretty good, like maybe his draft stock goes up back up. Dave's QB, Dave the QB whispers analysis on QBs is I like seeing I, I like seeing the stature. I like seeing that whip. It still matters. They don't have to have a whip, cannon, whip but, but you can time. see who when, when they throw those 15 yard outs, you can identify like I, that's what happened with Kenny Pickett for me. Like I liked him, didn't think he was going anywhere in the NFL, maybe a backup for a few years or whatever. But all of a sudden, early on in his final season at Pitt, all of a sudden his arm talent somehow elevated. I guess he'd been working on it. You're like, He's now throwing that ball with some zip out there. He's getting it out there. It's not floating like it used to. And I heralded his rise as a as a Pittsburgh. That's, that's enough about the Steelers. I want to hear about this from you. I noticed you and Eddie Spaghetti haven't been very cordial with one another. Is that because the Carolina Hurricanes are on a collision course with the New York Rangers in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I um Look, I'll be honest. Now, this is just, and this is, this is not like, a, I don't think, I don't, this is not this way um, in North Carolina per se, but me in particular, I tried. I no, 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 don't, I don't want you, I don't want you to back out of this by saying like, you're not that into it. I wanted it to be I'm the most it. important thing it. to you. Okay. Yeah. I Look, I don't, I don't want to ever see spaghetti ever again because of our death feud between the Rangers and the Hurricanes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Win or lose. It's over between me and Spaghetti forever. <laughs> if I see him, I might take a swing at him. I do have I do have legit beef. Like when, once the playoffs get here, I start beefing with like whatever fan base the Hurricanes are playing, and people are like, "Where did this jabroni come from?" Like <laughs> I'm like like trash talking the city of Boston. Like uh, I do Boston radio hits and be like, "You losers." You Bruins fans can't handle the Caves. <laughs> like, what? You're like Bill like Burr that? talking to Philadelphia sports fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. That's a that's like your like Joe Lenardi has bracketology for a week every year. That could be your thing every every year. And I don't think the Canes probably are long for the playoffs. You know, no, you know, you know, I have a yeah, with stretch stretch with the ACL is probably toast. Um, I am a one time siren sounder for the Canes when they do that before the game. What you and yeah. Bill Tower? They called. They somebody emailed me. Was like, "Hey, we'd like you to sound, sound the siren." I was like, "Holy! You guys are really running out of uh, running out of names here, aren't you? Like, you don't have like a, a local Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon yeah. can't do it. When it was I mean, it, it was it, it was definitely like a midweek regular season game in a down year. To be clear, oh like, my god, <laughs> what was that's a nice, that's not a humble brag. That's a brag brag. Brag, um, straight up brag. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you're awesome. Any final thoughts? I have. I mean, I could go on with you. I, we we didn't even get into Aaron Rodgers. So very quickly, any yeah, thoughts I mean, about this? Here, here's what. No, no. I, I just don't want to. I, I don't want to hold you up. Um, no, I I, and, I have no problem. I have no problem talking to you for as long as you want. I don't want you to get yelled at by the by Peyton Manning, Peyton and Eli. For um for you know like, oh, oh, you now shit. I know why you said Peyton Manning is the is the guy who every <laughs> franchise would take and succeed with. I get it. You're trying to make inroads I, here. Very smart. Very smart indeed. Um, um I gotta say, I, I, I hope Peyton's not listening, but I think the answer is Elway, right? Or you know who it might be retroactively? I, think, I, think I think it might be Marino. Like, wouldn't Marino wouldn't Marino thrive if you dropped him into the NFL right now? Yeah. Who else would from think, way back is Roger Staubach? I don't know if you're too. Terry Bradshaw, too, Terry Bradshaw would be pretty good. In 
Bradshaw would be pretty good in the modern NFL too. Um, he could run around. Yeah. He, he, he gets vertical with that with his deep throws. I mean, bombs. Um, uh, oh, he's a, on he, the Roger on the Rogers thing. I was actually uh, like writing something about this earlier, and I'm, I'm finish it. You know, I, I wrote. I think one of my editors, can you write something on why how Rogers is holding these teams hostage? I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, and I, I believe I believed it. It's like you know, he's holding the Jets and the Packers hostage. And I think what he did on Wednesday on the McAfee show was a masterclass in manipulation, in modern media, metacritical manipulation. How so? He he has taken the narrative check that we all thought it's like, this guy is far 2.0. He just can't get over himself. He can't just move on and go to the Jets or retire or do whatever you're going to do. Like bleep or get off the pot, Aaron. And then he comes out and he points out like, look, I said last Friday, I told the Jets, I'm in. And I told the Packers, I'm in with the Jets. And the holdup is Green Bay. And this is what's interesting is that certainly in 2008 with Favre, there was plenty of reason to believe that the, the Packers were also at fault. But and Brady Quinn, and I've, and I've talked about this on the Pick Six Pod before, but like Brady, if you, if, like if I, I'd be like, Brady, like when you were, you know, when you were holding out, he's like, hold on a second. I wasn't holding out. The Browns framed it as me holding out because I had no ability to, to put anything out in the media because in 2000, in the early 2000, the, the 2000s, the media just like kowtowed to the teams. Like it was just the, you know, the, the beat reporters, you'd have the AP and like any GM or, you know, like the teams could just, the PR guy could go to the AP and distribute it. Like, Here's the deal. And that was just the narrative that was put out in, into the world. And there was no way to combat it. And that's why I think it's so fascinating that Rogers can go on the McAfee show, which is a totally different medium that just wasn't available in 2008, give his interview. And whether you believe him or not, and there's only one. There's only one. There's only one side of the story. Like, there's no one who can like contradict what he's saying because he was in a dark hole by himself. You know, when he's when he's thinking about these things, uh, whether you believe him or not, I think he put the onus on the Packers, not just with their fan base, but with the Jets fan base. And then with you know, because if if he if if they say we're not trading you for less than a first round pick, Packers fans would be like, what are you doing? Like, this is a guy. This is like the greatest player in franchise history. You know, you want him out. You want him gone. We have a friggin' boilerplate, boilerplate, boiler template, or whatever you want to call it, on how to trade a court, a veteran quarterback from Green Bay to New York. It's a conditional fourth. It becomes a third if Rodgers starts fifty percent of the snaps or takes fifty percent of the snaps. A second if he make, if the Jets make the playoffs, and a first if they make the Super Bowl. Just give me the exact same pick that you got for Favre, and. I think the fan bases in both those cities will turn on the Packers and it will start to really, I think that I think the Packers fan base will start to turn on the team for not trading Rodgers as a result of that interview. Whereas in 2008, huh. it was completely Brett Favre's fault. I, I completely disagree with you. I do think you're right wow. about a new medium that, you know, the, the, the stayed and button down, you know, uh, network that leans franchise and you know that's who they have the deals with the billion dollar tv contracts and otherwise with and mcafee and otherwise have carved out this new space um ryan clark has done a lot of a lot of people doing it says the kelsey brothers are doing interesting stuff yeah. anyway um i agree with that but uh, you know i had i heard teddy bruski talking about it on wednesday and he kind of aligns with you it's like Hey, you know, this isn't going to go well for you Packers doing this. Doesn't Aaron Rodgers deserve? No, 
Aaron Rodgers burned it all down over the last two years. It's not it's not the Packers' fault that he's been such a pain in the. He's the I'm the greatest Packer of all time. I you know I think I nobody's bled green and gold. Then what? Then then why did you talk crap about the organization and Gutenkunst and otherwise? And you legitimately, it could be said you didn't like them drafting Jordan Love. You didn't like them drafting yeah. AJ Dillon. Okay. Also, um, you're the quarterback of the team. You have a right to speak out about that kind of stuff. But let's now not get amnesia and act as though the last 24 months didn't happen. Where, by the way. It is not a small matter and there are new, there's a play here or a, and a play there and things could be completely different. And Aaron Rodgers could have won a second Lombardi. But the fact of the matter is he didn't get to a Super Bowl. Oh, he's one those back-to-back MVPs. Okay. In a soft NFC, did he make hay? No, he did. He, he didn't. He's the, is he the best? Forget best player in franchise history. Is he the best quarterback in the NFC the last couple of years? Yes. Did it equal a Super Bowl? No. Now he doesn't like any of the receivers Green Bay had, but he wants all those same receivers to be in New York, and they won nothing. As I keep saying, it's not the equivalent of Brady saying, I want Gronk. Look at all the stuff we did there. Antonio Brown, I know he's a pain in the but I worked with him in New New England. I think we can make this work. You need to have Randall Cobb or else it can't work. That's ridiculous, Josh. Mercedes that's, Lewis? That's prima donna crap. I, I, I really, yeah. I, I, am, I am completely at odds with you about that. But listen. The big news is let's not let that get in the way of anything else. What a di- I, I I said I I said 15 minutes and we did an hour. <laughs> I got, you said 15 minutes. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, but that's your fault because you <laughs> kept saying you said te- no, 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 I'm I'm free and clear. And then once we started, like, I'm free and clear. So it's on you. Last thing, he does wind up a jet. Hey, he he does wind up a jet. Where do the Jets finish in the division? This thing of a look at mm. the odds. Look up at the, the the conference odds. And the Jets are pretty high up there because they have Aaron Rodgers. Did people again get amnesia about who else is in the in the conference? Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is gonna swing things? I don't think so. I also feel like it's and this is where I, this is too why like I think it's really important for the Jets that they not go out on a crazy limb and trade like you know, there's not gonna be two first round picks. We know that, but it's like even this, a single first, like this, I mean, this could bomb. This is, this is not out of, the, out of the realm of possibility that I don't think Rogers, it's a Russell Wilson level failure. I, I can't see. No, that. no, no. I think, I think that, that, I think that would be shocking, but I do think that it's like, look, Bill Belichick's in the division. I mean, Bill is still, you know, still a very good coach. We have a lot of questions about that team and that roster and that's fine. That's, who, a, should, that's who should be taking a run at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, seriously. Why would you not? Real. Yeah. Give up your first round pick, fourteen, and go get go get Rogers. And it's like that's a great call. Um, it's like Max, sorry, you're gonna sit for two years. Like or, or, or we're going, you're going back to Green Bay. Um, I think that you know the Patriots could be a eight, nine, ten win team if everything breaks right. I mean, the 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 Joe Judge not in that division. They can't be. Maybe not. But the Bills, the Bills are just a really good team, and have Josh Allen. Like they're going to be a ten plus win team. The Dolphins, even with the Tua stuff. You know, I still think I trust Mike McDaniel, trust that system. I think they got enough players on the defense to bring in Jalen Ramsey. Like that team is going to be competitive and the Patriots are going to be competitive. So the idea that the Jets are just going to win 12 games with Aaron Rodgers to me, the idea that they're just a quarterback away is crazy to me. And you talk about those odds. I mean, just looking at some of these, the Jets are 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. That is stupid. The Jaguars are 25 to one to win the Super Bowl. That is stupid. 
The Lions are wait, wait, wait. Why? Why? Which is stupid because they're too short for the Jags. I think the Jags could absolutely rise up and be one of the four or so powers of the AFC in twenty three. Well, I just think like the idea of the. I mean, yeah, that's possible. But like, you think about these AFC playoffs, Jack. Like, I mean, I'm not so sure when you reseed one seven in the AFC. Let's say the Jaguars are four or even three. I mean, I don't know. I would not. I mean, I think they'd be like 10 to one to win the Super Bowl then. So why bet them at 25 to one now when you can just get them at 10 to one at the start of the playoffs if, if they win the division? It's like, and then even at like 10 to one or whatever they are, you still have to probably beat both the Bills and the Chiefs or maybe the Bengals or maybe maybe the Broncos are resurgent. Um, the Chargers are there. We got the Jets. Say it. I mean, it's like, say it. Say it. The Steelers. Oh, there, you, there you go. Can it? I like Kenny Pickett. Not, I'm not answering to anybody on that until I see any evidence to make me become pessimistic about where that's headed. No, 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 no. So Ryan Wilson, Ryan Wilson and I started doing this thing where like we decided every time we say Kenny Pickett's name, we're gonna say it Kenny Pickett. Like he's like a character from like a character from like Days of Thunder, or like or like some like is that anybody say Kenny Pickett right here? <laughs> now is that Dave? Yeah, so I wish you had a better Yins or kind of name, like Phil Jerkovic or or Jerkovic uh, <laughs> is perfect Yinzer, yeah. Kenny Pickett sounds like like he's like a he's a strawberry farmer down in uh, Havelock County. Well, the 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 sweet spot in name, unfortunately, he didn't perform at that level, but Kidon Slavis was the ideal pitcher. Slavis, yeah. Slavis. Yeah, really Did you seen that Slavis. dude? Dude, that dude's got a big arm. He got he's got an arm like Marino. I mean, I'm I'm not saying he's as good as Marino. I know he's as good as Marino, but I'm just telling you, dude. All right, listen. I'm telling you, you got to check out Pick Six. You hear why now? Oh, an expansive hour. We've covered it all. We talked about what crap he would sling at the Masters if he ever gets a green jacket. That's your last question: gold jacket or green jacket? Uh, green, green jacket, green jacket. Yeah, we've had that conversation. I think we have it. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a quick green jacket guy. Then Augusta, I, I I've I've been twice not like not not working. Like I I got I won tickets in the lottery um, one year, and then my buddy won tickets in, uh, the second year. The year after that, I was like, I guess I'm just going to the Masters every year now. Obviously, I haven't been since, but um, just I mean, in un like like I I love football, but give me the green jacket all day. Um. All right. Good luck to your pack. Um, they are playing on Good luck Friday. To overlapping, overlapping. Pitt and NC State will be uh, performing on the hardwood at the exact same time on Friday. And uh, I know you'll be watching that. Best to your team, best to your Canes. Come playoff time. Eddie Spaghetti in New York City. Radio listeners can look forward to you roasting them before and during that series. And uh, like I say, pick six, the great Will Brinson. Much obliged for the time, Pally. Bye, buddy. See you, man. And now a quick break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I think he's got a good shot, Eddie Spaghetti. I think that was a great bid opening volley in 2023 for the Shecky Award. How say you, Spaghetti? As always, uh, Will is involved every year with uh, non-football playing guys, so of course he'll be, uh, you know, one of the four choices we have. Um, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll I can touch on a hundred different things. I'll start with the Hurricanes, though. I'll say, you know, that the, the reason why I love hockey, why you love hockey, and the differences between the NBA, NFL, all that. Smetrikov going down, obviously a huge blow, but there's something about these NHL teams that they, if you just get in the mix and like all of a sudden, wow, their defense is playing well. Wow. Their goalie standing on their head. Wow. That young kid they have on the bottom six, all of a sudden he's producing like hockey generates those storylines and those teams goes on, they go on runs. So yes, while I like to play the Canes in the first round, um, I, I would not be shocked too, if they, they somehow do figure it out with the the squad they have. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, that's probably the matchup I'd have. And, I know we're, we don't have that much time left. We were one over an hour with Will, but uh, I, I can argue pro Aaron Rodgers takes. Well, but, but, but first of all, let me just say this about, about the Canes. I think the turn in the sport the last couple of few years towards offense hurts the Canes. I, I'm sure. with you. I'm with you five years 55 ago. 55 points in 64, in 64 games. I mean, you can't lose yeah, that. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, I, I just think they're going to lack the punch ultimately to to win four games um, against sure. the high-end talent that they're going to go up against starting with your rags. And MSG on Thursday night and then again on Saturday night. Um, Pens, I, I'm bummed. Well, I'm bummed because Tristan Jari is once again um, proving to have some real issues going on either in his groin or his hip, or his brain, or maybe a combo of all of those. But it's hard for me to get enthusiastic about the Penguins right now with uh, with their goaltending situation. But if they could have just beaten the Habs and the Pens going into MSG, this would have been really fun if they could have gone in there because then they would be kind of taking a shot at the at the third seat at the at the at the third slot in uh, in our division there for the playoffs. But anyway, um, now it uh, I guess we're we're stuck where we are there. I hope they. I hope their goal, one of their two goalies finds their game before the puck is dropped in, uh, in playoff. Uh, anyway, you were going to say about Aaron Rodgers. No, I, I mean, well, uh, I did watch that, 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 uh, Canadians penguins game, that third period. I don't know how the penguins didn't score seven goals that period. Uh, that was insane. That was the embarrassing. On him, uh, they couldn't move. They, uh, the, the Cavs couldn't move because they played the night before and the pens couldn't score on them. I, I don't watch a ton of Canadians games, but that was, uh, that was something else. Um, but yeah, uh. Rangers eight points ahead. No, with the, with the Rogers thing. Well, the first thing that's like so funny about it to me is, the minute that Trey Wingo tweeted and you saw the Jets reaction, like the players on the Jets with uh, Sauce Gardner and, and Brees Hall and most notably Garrett Wilson, like all these guys are like, I will literally drive Zach Wilson to the airport to make sure Aaron Rodgers is here. And you could tell how much the locker room hated Zach Wilson. So people say what they want about Aaron Rodgers and being a weirdo guy. It doesn't get along with his family, whatever. 
The He's fact a weirdo matter, guy. The fact of the matter is, you could say that, but the fact of the matter is, Zach Wilson would they would kick him to the curb, and they are kicking him to the curb to bring in you know forty year old Aaron Rodgers to go win football games, and that's what matters the most. And like I, I so I, I just find it so hypocritical when people are like, "Oh, I'm sick of this guy." It's like, well, you're not because when Trey Wingo tweeted that, everyone Twitter stopped, and five hundred thousand people are watching Pat McAfee in the live stream to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to say about it. So people could say like he's annoying this, that, and the other thing, but Look, there's plenty of bad athletes out there that commit actual crimes. We're seeing it happen right now in the NBA, people doing really stupid stuff. Rodgers doesn't do that stuff. I don't have a problem with him. I don't know why people get so upset. I have an idea why. Most notably, you know, his, you know, outspokenness about two years ago with certain events in the world. I'm not going to get into that. I think people are pinning that on him and they're not giving that up. And the tide just turned on him. He went from everyone loved him, one of the faces of the NFL, to that. And people just won't admit that's probably the reason why they hate him. Well, I, I I know you think that I, I'm I'm sure you think that that's the case with me. And by the way, look at my Twitter feed. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it's everyone hates. It. No, I'm saying that my Twitter feed is is filled up now with replies from people wearing their sunglasses sitting in their in the driver's seat of their car telling me what, you know, like, oh, you must think that what a loser you are that you don't see that Aaron. Rod-. I what I think is you said you use the word hypocritical, I think. My my issue with him is, is the hypocrisy, the finger pointing. It's always every are you are you the best? Are you the franchise's best? If you are, then you should be able to drag your team to more success. Instead, he points fingers. The reason things didn't happen is because of various other reasons that aren't my that aren't my responsibility. And if you want to play the game, you're like free thinker i'm all for it i you, you you know eddie spaghetti that i i don't care where you come from but then don't attack me if i disagree with you i mean we can argue about it but then don't act like i'm a rube because i disagree with you that's that's my issue and then him like disinformation i don't like that with the media then he went after and destroyed really messed up the life at least temporarily a Molly Knight who had nothing to do with some report that he didn't like. That's what I'm, he, he gets upset about bad reports and then he attacks somebody else and puts a stink on them that they had no responsibility for. That's my issue with that guy. But even like, even like the, the whole wish list thing and people are defending, you know, Diana Rossini at ESPN. It's like he, I mean, if he's telling the truth, he said the jets came to him saying, which players do you want to go after? And it's just like, and then people are mocking him for the guys that he's comfortable with. It's like, well, he's going to a new offense. He probably wants guys to be like, I understand the points he, he's making and i think that uh for him like it, he was labeled as like here are my demands i want these players with the jets and it's like again if the jets organization is asking for that which th- and the reason why i so, i so like 100 agree with that is because the packers never did that like we're in an era of sports not just the nfl but all sports where franchises kind of bend the knee to the superstar and they say hey we'll get you. whatever you want the packers haven't drafted a single offensive weapon in the first round i think his entire career it's like and then also their idea of, and like you said on McAfee of drafting, uh, I'm sorry, of 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 cutting players or letting players go a year before their time is up instead of the year after. It's like, well, drafting a quarterback when he was still, you know, he won two MVPs after is, is to me is ridiculous. Like they just never really fully had his back. And I'm not a Rogers lover. I'm not saying I want to hang out with the guy, but like I just feel like he's getting a ton of of uh crap online and i'm just not sure if he fully deserves it because not like the packers have been the best to him and like you know organizational changes all the the different people coming and going being gm and whatnot like all relationships are lost there so i i think if he has his one outlet on every wednesday where he goes on mcafee it's fine by me i mean there's a lot there's a lot worse people in sports right now than aaron Rodgers. 
I think that's a fair point. I don't, I, I react when people comport themselves as though they've solved the riddle of life on any level. And then they condescend to me because I disagree with it. That's his vibe is like, I read Ayn Rand. Like, well, I'm okay, good for you. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're a wizard now about the human condition. Um, and I hear you on the other thing, but again, the hypocrisy is, hey, Aaron, remember when you got drafted and Brett Favre was still there? It's like that. that That's a like, Packers like, thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, anyhow, listen, thought this was a really fun. I know it was extended. I really thought we were, I really thought Eddie Spaghetti. We were, I really thought we were going to go 30 minutes. I thought total show. And instead we went more than that. So, all right, we'll let you go here. Listen, you know what you do with this episode? You listen to it, although I'm saying it at the very end. So this really won't uh, serve the purpose. This is what you do. In those in those moments where there isn't basketball on, you you fill the bill here. You listen to me, you listen to Eddie Spaghetti, and you listen to Will Brinson. And then when you're done with that, you listen to Will Brinson on pick six. And you make your way over if you're anywhere in Nevada or in Southern California or otherwise. You head over to the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club on Friday. If you can still get in there on Thursday, do that. Go see Sal. Go see Harry. Go see the fellas. Bet slips are being handed out there. It's going to be a good time there. Check them out there. Check out everything on the Extra Points Network. The Megan's having a good time this week once again. Um, it's all happening, everybody. We'll talk to you on the other side of the second round of the NCAA playoffs. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.